1: QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader an art charity backed by Banksy, Tracy Emin and Gilbert and George is helping divert hundreds of young Londoners away from knife crime and serious violence every year with creative disciplines from nail painting to podcasting. Now, Art Against Knives has produced a report with civil rights group Liberty in the hope of finding what it describes as a non-policing solution in London's tragic battle against rising knife crime amid youth services ravaged by years of austerity and council cuts.
1: Giving young people constructive things to do, it's really important that we invest in young people so they don't get distracted, attracted into gangs and criminal activity. What we do know in some boroughs in uh, London there is a prevalence of criminal gangs, there's postcode wars, but also we know of the rise of county lines.
2: That's London Mayor Sadiq Khan speaking after lockdown. Art Against Knives was founded by Oliver Hemsley, who was a 20-year-old St Martin's student in 2008, was left paralysed and in a wheelchair after being stabbed in a random unprovoked attack. Hemsley suffered up to eight stab wounds, mostly to his lungs and heart, in the attack by a gang of youths in Shoreditch and spent 134 days in intensive care. As part of his recovery, the promising fashion designer's friends helped raise cash and awareness some of Britain's biggest creative names and Art Against Knives was born, founded with his business partner Katie Daw. Now we'll cross from the studio to, well, me in Barnet, a borough where Met Data shows that knife crime's up over 20% since last year and I met Art Against Knives Chief Executive Dr Sally Zlotowitz. Sally, could you tell us a little bit about Art Against Knives and the significance of the charity being located here in Barnet?
0: Barnet is a really interesting borough. It is obviously in North London, in suburbia. There's a huge amount of inequality in Barnet. If you go around one corner, you've got Bishop's Avenue, which has some of the most expensive properties in the world, probably. And then you've got these sort of pockets of deprivation throughout the rest of Barnet who are underserved. Well, young people are underserved in those areas. um, And they're quite isolated because the borough is so big. It's also quite populated. But in comparison to some of the inner boroughs, where there's a lot more youth provision actually, Barnet's young people are, are underserved in that way.
2: Could you tell us a little bit about the main focus of your work?
0: So our mission is all about preventing youth violence, whether that's serious youth violence or violence against women and girls, which is also high, as we know, and recently got higher because of the pandemic. So we're all about preventing violence, but we prevent it through both Providing creative activities and creative opportunities, we believe creativity is at the heart of well-being, of opportunities for young people, and it's what they engage and love, and what we all love. We also try and tackle some of the root causes of violence, which we know are linked to inequality poverty and other social factors like that housing challenges that mean young people don't have those opportunities so we're all about embedding creative and safe spaces in the heart of those communities one of our programs is called in our hands it's all about nail bars youth-led nail bars young women and girls and gender minorities come along they have the opportunity to learn about nail art. They have the opportunity to put on other types of creative activities that that are important to them, that they love. It's such a great engagement tool, painting nails. There's involved a a really intimate relationship and conversation that you can have and really build trusted relationships.
2: Who are your young Artists, creators and participants, have they all been involved in knife crime in some way or another or been affected so by So many it? young
0: people in London are affected by um, feelings of fear and lack of safety. In fact, most young people put that at the top of their list of concerns about living in London. Our programmes are open to all young people. Um, some young people are younger, sort of start working with young people aged 10, 11 years of age. And that we call that kind of early intervention and prevention work right through to when they are a bit older and over 20. Um, And young people are in different parts of their journey, whether with the education system, with the policing system, with the criminal justice system, whatever was going on for them will offer specialist support within these creative safe spaces.
2: What do you think can be done to help rebuild trust between young people and the police?
0: It's a really good question and obviously totally understand the role of the police in society this is an intergenerational multi-generational concern and problem and so trust building takes a long time it takes a lot of effort and it has to go alongside other things we've just been part of a collaboration with the human rights organization liberty to produce a guide called holding our own and it's all about alternatives can address what's called serious youth violence but that doesn't involve policing on its own and that's because what we need to see is a lot more investment in community organisations like ourselves and like many others who work with young people on the ground who do have the trust who spend a long time building trusted relationships that's the sort of solution that we believe will make the difference trust building with the police is a long long term game
2: let's go to the ads coming up The impact of years of austerity on youth services and police resources. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime?
1: Ready to pop the question? wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: Welcome back. Now we return to Barnet in North London. In terms of the Liberty Report, there is a focus on the youth centre closures. What's your view on how these years of council cuts, austerity and the centre closures have impacted youth crime rates? Is there a link there and what would you like to see being done to improve outcomes in this area?
0: Yeah, there's definitely link. I mean... When we see the government cutting spending on communities where the vital support is taken away and especially it will then impact working class communities, minoritized communities who are already struggling on low wages and are already facing discrimination in multiple different ways. And there's plenty of evidence-based reports about the ways in which policing is institutionally racist. I mean, it's, it's coming out over and over again. But also, those austerity cuts have got to the heart of communities, and there is a lot of struggle out there, huge amounts of struggle. And what we see that translates into is more risky behaviours from young people who become desperate to help their families, and desperate to support themselves. For example, with young women and girls, we had a young woman tell us that she's seeing more of her friends turning to websites such as to get personal subscriptions which are essentially soft porn sites and it's happening to younger and younger women and girls and that's an area that isn't focused on or tackled enough at all although I know there's been recent concerns around online harms but that's the sort of thing that happens and then it gets put onto young people to change but they are essentially responding to their circumstances such as austerity and cuts to their services and provision which are safe spaces Who's picking up the slack
2: with these closures?
0: I really believe it's the the community and voluntary sector across the country. Um, I think the council services are doing the best they can. The NHS services are doing the best they can with the staffing and resources they have, but they've been decimated, especially mental health services. And I really believe that a lot of this is being picked up by grassroots youth workers and community groups who get very little recognition and acknowledgement but face supporting young people who are in the biggest distress and they deserve the investment and support to to be able to keep going and to, to be able to support those young people well
2: i guess the critics might say police with very stretched resources they're no longer tough enough on, on knife crime we're in barnet uh, knife crime has increased over 20 percent in the last year what what is your take on that
0: Yeah, I would really encourage people to read the Holding Our Own guide that's on the Liberty website to look into more about the arguments around this. But essentially we know from reports like the Casey report, a recent report from the Greater Manchester Police themselves showing that black and brown children in our communities are almost four times more likely to be stopped and searched by police officers. that um, A report from the Children's Commissioner found that black children are 11 times more likely to be strip searched than their white peers. So this isn't a made-up thing. This is what young people of the black and brown communities are experiencing and we have to take it seriously. And so there are many many other solutions, including young people themselves, who want to help other young people that would have more impact, would be more effective than just more police.
2: There's much more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk
1: subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening
2: the leader we're back on monday at 4 p.m